1: I think talents in general, if it's um, an actress, model, singer, athlete, they have a responsibility to understand that what they say and what they show, someone is going to pick up and follow.
0: What if more people who already have great influence on popular culture and trends were to more boldly speak up for sustainability? What would it mean for our world if we had models who were role models, Who stand for public health, social and environmental welfare, and who could proudly represent brands that actually align with their personal values. That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to receive weekly highlights from the podcast that hopefully can provide you with another dose of inspiration throughout the week, you can subscribe for free at GreenDreamer.com. With that to thank you for being here you'll also automatically be entered to win our monthly giveaways which we do have an amazing giveaway this month and I'm going to be revealing that in our upcoming email so don't miss out that's greendreamer.com to sign up and now to our episode let's dive in. Our guest today is a former New York City model and the co-founder of Rural Models Management, an ethical modeling agency on a mission to redefine what it's like to be a model. More specifically, they represent models that are activists in some way, who rather than shying away from speaking about their beliefs and values boldly in public in fear of that maybe losing professional opportunities for them, their models embrace the causes they want to help champion and therefore work primarily with companies they can feel deeply proud of. So our guest has become a pioneer in starting this niche agency with this mission, and she's also the host of the podcast, Hey Change, where she inspires people to embrace curiosity and positivity, as well as promote an ethical and sustainable way of life. Green Dreamer, starting with what inspired her passion for nature.
1: Here's Anne Therese. um what first inspired me I mean I kind of grew up being a nature child and was spoiled by just always having the ocean and the forest like super close and my dad was like a big bird nerd (laughs) so (laughs) I was just I guess brought up with a certain respect for nature and so that was always ingrained in me but I think I do remember this one day um I was out walking in the woods and I looked up at the trees and I started crying and don't know where that came from but I guess it just hit me that moment that they were hurting, like the environment, Mother Nature was hurting. And it really hurt me in that moment. And it was like, I was just connected with nature. And I thought to myself, that enough is enough. Um, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm Teresa the tree hugger, and she's going to come out. And I decided in that moment to um, just speak up for those who can to give a voice to Mother Nature, to animals, to people in need, because, you know, he was to speak for them, if not we.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful, though. So that moment when you just looked up, And started crying like was that because you had learned about something prior to that, or was it just you were so deeply connected to the environment around you?
1: I think that was um you know a combination of both. I had you know, my awareness for the current situation of the planet had just grown over the years. And I've seen some documentaries and I think it was fairly shortly after I turned vegan. So I was very into like, you know, how the animals were hurting and how we were like killing the food industry and also the planet through how we were eating. So I think it was just like a lot of knowledge coming at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, my deeper connection to nature in that moment.
0: So with this decision to focus on this, um, how did you turn your passion for
1: the environment into your career? Um, <laughs> So at this point i was just about to go to new york and start my master's in marketing Uh, and i always wanted to do something with advertisement but also was kind of torn in that role because sometimes that really means like just go out and promote the most shittiest product on earth (laughs) and so i knew i wanted to work with that but like kind of make it my own thing i mean i moved to new york and this was shortly after i had cried in the woods uh just to get the storyline right but Mm -hmm. my first few weeks there a bunch of people actually came up to me in the street and was like hey are you a model Uh, which I wasn't. And (laughs) I thought to myself, like, maybe the universe is like sending me signs, like it's something here that I should tap into. So actually, as I was doing my master's in New York, I started to self make myself a model. Because I thought, you know, I need a voice, I need an influence. No one cares about what I do right now, because I have like zero followers on Instagram. So I thought to myself, well, maybe if I become a model, I can gain some of that influence and be more cool. And people would actually listen to what I have to say. So I think, I just reached out to photographers like, hey, do you want to shoot with me? I got some advice. I was kind of old. This time I was 24. But, you know, I thought that, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I built my portfolio and started reaching out to some agencies in New York City and actually got signed, which was like, you know, out of this world for me. But I think that's when I really started to make in my profession. And at the same time, I was trying to blog and stuff and kind of do my own way. But I think the whole entry to the model world is where it really took took things to the next level, I guess.
0: And at that time, were there any model agencies that uh, focused on what you're doing today with role models management? So representing models wanting to promote like social and environmental welfare?
1: I mean, if there was one, I didn't know of that I couldn't find anyone. And I think that's why I got the idea of the agency because the one I was signed with an awesome agency, but you know, I started getting sent out to castings and jobs and stuff. And My whole mission behind being a model was just not there. And I was still lacking that voice. And I was like, you know, there must be other models out there feeling the same way that wants to be with an agency that connects them with, you know, like-minded brands and brands that they actually believe in. And so I wanted to create that platform and um, build that gap or bridge that gap in between the models and the brands. So, you know, I started thinking about like, okay, um, maybe if there isn't an agency, if I just create this one and start talking about it to some people and you know, Marcy Sarah, which I know you also interviewed, she heard my idea. And she's like, that's an awesome idea. You should go for it. And she actually introduced me to my business partner about five months later. That's how it all started. Yeah.
0: Really just creating what you
1: saw was missing in the world. Yeah. And it was scary. It still is. But, you know, sometimes when you believe in something, it's just like, you just got to go for it. For sure. So what do you
0: think pushed you over the edge? Was it just feeling like you needed to do this with it being scary?
1: (laughs) I guess my enthusiasm for my partner, because she felt exactly the same way. Mm. I was also, to be completely honest, trying to figure out my visa in the United States, and so starting my own agency in itself would really help with like my whole existence here. But I guess the biggest part for like really just going was because I think there was a lot of things boiling at that time. You know, I was I was in school. I had this part time job uh, through my school as in advertisement and digital marketing and I was signed as a model so everything basically I always dreamt of had come true to me and I was still so stressed out and I felt so lost and I was like why is it that everything I ever wanted is reality and I still don't feel happy and I think it hit me that moment that of all the things I was doing I wasn't you know following that inner voice that I wanted to speak up for the environment and so I had a really important talk with myself and said hey you know, I know we have a lot of amazing opportunities going on right now, but maybe you should just like quit it all and start over and do your own thing. Wow. And so that's what I did.
0: <laughs> so powerful. So for those of us who are not familiar with your work at Role Models Management or the modeling industry, can you walk us briefly through what you do and what uh, your company is all about?
1: Totally. Um. So we are at- and I'm not going to say that we are a typical modeling agency because if you don't know anything about the industry, it's still kind of, you know, what do you do? So <laughs> what an agency does, just to go down to the basics, is we represent a variety of models and then we, you know, send them out to castings. We find them, you know, jobs from brands or runway shows. They're looking for models that look looks, like a certain way and usually they're pretty specific. Like we want someone who's 25 to 30 and has dark hair and this height. And she's also really good at skating, you know, so they're kind of specific. And so like, if we have a model that fit that criteria, we send them out. But so how we are different is that we also really want our models to have their own passion, their own voice. So if you go to our, uh, our website, You see in every model's profile that the first thing you see is their bio. So they really introduce themselves and what they're passionate about. And we want to represent role models or models that are role models that they're not just a pretty face. They actually want to get out there and change the world somehow. And it could be that they're plant-based or animal activists or they're all about human rights or they want to fight for gay rights. Whatever it might be, Um, we want to make sure that models on our board stand for something more. And so... We are trying to kind of disrupt the industry a bit, and we're starting to reach out to brands directly to say, "Hey, I know you guys are just launching this shoe now, made from plastic, or you're all about sustainability. You should hire the model that's all about that too, so that that transparency is really there, and so we bridge the gap um, of that miscommunication that could be to really have them hire the model that's gonna speak up for the brand and to really reflect what they're all about."
0: And I'd love to hear, you know, what do you think? having models whose personal values align with the brands that they work with and vice versa will make possible for our world and people who consume all of this information.
1: Well, so how it's positive for the world, I mean, today with social media, I feel like that's the platform for anything. And um, if you're just starting to get interested in sustainable fashion or whatever it might be, if you're just like on Instagram or whatever, you know, just in your couch scrolling and you look after people like, I think talents in general, if it's um, an actress, model, singer, athlete, they have a responsibility to understand that what they say and what they show, someone is going to pick up and follow. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if we can make sure that the role models out there actually represent healthy values, innovative values, and just a different lifestyle that will take our planet to the next level, that will actually make our planet thrive again that's huge. And so from the brand perspective, what I just said before, like if you hire a model who's all about sustainable fashion, it's going to be super proud working for you. She's going to go to her own social media and say, Hey, I just work with X, Y, and Z. And this is a new story, or this is a new product. You should go out and buy it because I want to really emphasize this. We vote with our dollars. So whatever we spend our money on, that's, what's going to grow. So if we want to show the brands that we care for sustainable fashion, we care for innovative techniques that we can make new garments with. We need to go out and prove that. We need to show that. And so what we are providing as an agency is the influencers that will promote this kind of lifestyle and make it cool and show that it's sexy to be sustainable. You know, you don't, you don't have to look like a rucksack just because you care for the environment. So I think that's the biggest value I hope we can bring.
0: Yeah. And with you being a pioneer doing something that hasn't really been done before. What's been your greatest personal challenge building up this
1: venture? I think, honestly, just believing that I know enough to do things. I had only been a model myself for a few months when I started the agency. And it was, you know, being a model in New York is scary enough as it is. And mm-hmm. so here I am suddenly dealing with casting directors, photographers, models, mother agents, um, like all over the country, all over the world, actually. And there have been times when I thought to myself, like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> like, I'm so in over my head. I mean, that's the struggle. I think that's a daily struggle. And I think that's for most people. Like you just kind of don't like it's really hard to believe that you have it in you to do what it takes. Um, but in the end, I've always gone back to like trying to do things my own way and to trust that I do know enough. And maybe the way I do things differently is a good thing. I try to appreciate the journey and the growth that comes with that. And actually, some of the feedback we've gotten so far from our models is that it's refreshing to be with an agency who feels like more of a family that you can pick up the phone and call us if there's anything. And so I think we're trying to disrupt the the industry, but also just change how things are working. And I mean, maybe that means doing things your own way. So sure.
0: And how do you get past that? So when you have this voice in your head kind of questioning, do you know everything you're doing or how do you get how do you get past that?
1: I, I mean, you know, besides trying to meditate and, you know, have positive thoughts and stuff, I proved to myself that I can do it. I'm all about challenges. And when I have a challenge, I first freak out and then I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen. (laughs) And for every time you do that, you just grow that confidence in you. And you know that, well, last time I figured it out, you can figure it out again. And it's really helpful too. to, I have a partner who's amazing. So we're always there for each other. And, um, if there's something I don't know, I call her and she helps me and vice versa. So, but yeah, I think, I think as a human, you just have to understand that people make mistakes and that's okay. But if we do make mistakes, like how can we learn from that and not just say, okay, that was dumb. I'm going to quit. So it's
0: ongoing trial and correction and learning, learning lessons to go forward. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. And so, your company, Role Models Management, is a pioneer in this field. What do you think it took for this to come to life and for it to become an authority and pioneer?
1: I mean, I think we were kind of fortunate to have started the year that we started it, which was 2017. I mean, there was the year for the Me Too movement to take to start and then... It's been all about, you know, stop sucking campaigns, going around, save the oceans. sustainable fashion is becoming more hip than ever. So it's really good time. And people keep saying this is so timely. But I think we were just from the very get go, very clear with our mission. And this is who we are. And this is how we're different. And we have been like attracting models from that. And so I think maybe at least 85 to 90 percent of our models today actually have come to us and they've heard about us from a friend or Other resources. And I think that's the most amazing part of it. And it feels great to say that.
0: So it sounds like models are maybe craving this as well to be able to work with brands that they believe in.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's been happening because we have models who've been modeling for 10 to 15 years and they say, finally, there's an agency that really gets what I'm trying to do. And then we have new models come to us, like, hey, I've talked to a few different agencies, but I've really been looking for someone like you that is different. So I think it's steering to be different and then that's just like success on itself sometimes.
0: Well, I'm not very familiar with the modeling industry myself, but based on your experience, what are some social, public health, or even environmental issues from the industry that we should know about?
1: From the industry? I mean, (laughs) I think it's pretty well known that the health um, issues amongst models has been a big issue for years. And it's, Luckily, starting to really change, and um, we're looking for much more healthy-looking models. And now clients are asking models to be, you know, working out and eating well and looking great, take care of the skin and their diet and everything. So that's been an issue for a while. I think the social issues has been diversity on runway shows and in magazines and commercials in general, and that's also something we're trying, starting to see a big difference in. Like almost every casting we see is asking for ethnically ambiguous or we want variety of ethnicity, we want someone who's from, you know, Native American, we want someone who's African American, we want someone who's Hispanic. So it's becoming a lot more diversity, which is awesome. And also, you see a lot of change in brands are looking for real stories and real people, mm-hmm. because that's what people are relating to nowadays, especially due to social media, where you can really get to know people like it's not just a face in a magazine anymore, like you can see what she ate for breakfast or you can follow her backstage. So people want to follow people that they can relate to who are authentic and they share their real stories. And I think it's we are seeing big shifts in this industry. And I think it's only for the better.
0: That's so amazing to hear. Do you think there's anything we can do as consumers of this content to support these positive trends in health and diversity in
1: the industry? For sure. I think as a consumer, I mean, use your voice on social media. Engage with brands, engage with influencers, say what you think, and then also if there is a brand who's bold enough to make a new campaign that's all about body diversity, that's which is another big thing right now, like you know any body size or ethnicity or diversity, go and show that your support, and also go buy those line. If there's a Reebok just came out with a new shoe that's all you know made from organic uh, cotton and um, and corn go buy those shoes over the other shoes, like show, vote for your dollars, show the brands what you care for. And by doing that, you also support the industry. You also support the models trying to do the right thing. So I think it's all about like knowing that your voice matters a lot more than you think it is.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's something you've learned from the modeling world that you feel like we can use to help strengthen the sustainability movement?
1: Well, something I've learned from since I, I guess, joined the modeling society or this world is that, first of all, model are people. And they more than anyone wants to feel like they're related to as well. And they love getting engaged with. And it's a kind of a bold statement for a model to go out and say, hey, I support sustainable fashion, or, you know, my values align with veganism. So I'm not going to go walk in that fur and stuff. It's for her career or his career, it's actually a kind of a bold move to do. So just show them that you care for that and then you appreciate that. And I think as models, since we are like, since models do actually, they are influencers, you know, they are the one who can help sh- like shift the masses into a new future. And that's incredibly important for our planet. And since the fashion industry is such a big, player and our climate you know it's the second dirtiest industry after oil and we need to slow down fashion we need to stop consuming as much everything is about the influence like everything is about the stories we tell everything is about how we can communicate with each other and help each other learn more stuff and i think that's something that's super important too we need to understand that when no one is bad like not knowing isn't bad and if we can take that layer off of feeling ashamed for not knowing enough then we can really be curious and go out there and learn more. Like, hey, ask questions. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, what material? Hemp? I've never heard that before. Or <laughs> viscose. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean that it's made from recycled material? So just ask questions and be humble about that and be okay with not knowing because the only way to learn is to be okay with not knowing in the first place. And then when you learn sure. something new, like, okay, now I know this new thing. How can I take that? When I go to the store next time, how can I be more conscious when I'm consuming? And it's those tiny, tiny steps that's going to move our world into a different direction.
0: And that's why I think fashion is so powerful, too, because fashion really drives trends around the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's it's
0: been like that for, for ages, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, even if people don't follow the runway or whatever, even if they just shop at a local store, like, those stores get influenced by other brands that that are involved in, you know, what's the
1: latest trend and all that stuff. So... Oh, yeah. And even like on the school grounds, Like if the cool kid in school comes wearing this certain hat one day, then that's in. You know, <laughs> it's like We're all so influenced by each other and uh, the society in general. And if we can understand that, then we can start planting seeds for some positive change and positive influencers.
0: Yeah. So for us, um, a lot of us are content creators, entrepreneurs wanting to work within the sustainability space and support this movement. What do you think we can do to help People around us
1: understand the influence they have and to use
0: that for good.
1: I would say start conversation at the dinner table, you know, be okay, feel okay about speaking up about things and. I always say, if you really like a dress, then wear it like two, three times and to the same parties, to the same friends. And people will actually probably ask you like, hey, is that the same dress you had last time? And be like, yeah, you know what? I love it so much. I can't stop wearing it and, (laughs) you know, be a little crazy. Like, well, don't you want to have a new dress? Well, "Well, why would I want a new dress when it's killing the environment so much? And then you can find fun ways of like integrating the conversation into like a party scene. I actually have this um, one time when I was in New York and I went out to a a bar and I wasn't having a drink because I was just gonna pop in for like a few minutes but I had brought my own straw and so uh, suddenly I just took out my straw and started sipping other people's drinks And they were like hey what are you doing I'm like well if you bring your own straw you know you gotta show your drink like that's just you know what comes with it and obviously I wouldn't do that to strangers but these were my friends and so suddenly people like oh yeah that's awesome you should always bring your own straw like no one needs plastic straws and I guess I'm actually struggling with this because you don't want to be the party poopers like, hey, did you know that plastic is killing the planet? (laughs) But you can find ways to still talk about it. And I always try to remind myself, like sometimes the only thing you need to do is speak up once and you plant the seed in someone's head and then that's going to grow. And we need to plant seeds today. We We need to dare to talk about it. And it's awesome that we create all this content online and we keep like inspiring and making it sexy and cool to care. But then also we can actually make a really big difference just talking to people in our surroundings.
0: For sure. And before we wrap up, I also want to hear about your podcast. So you have a podcast called Hey Change. Um, What is this about? And what's the biggest message you want to get out there with the show?
1: So Hey Change started because I was just on this journey of learning new things and embracing change more. And so I thought, you know, I want to talk about this. I want a platform to share all I'm learning. So on Hey Change, I'm just... I'm interviewing change makers in all different fields, but generally speaking, talking about positive change. I want to really start a conversation around the climate and our future and the planet and us as people in a positive manner so that we can feel good about talking about it. Cause all we hear is bad news and how we're, we're dying. And, you know, the ocean <laughs> is just going to hell. So, but there's a lot of positive change happening, right? People come together. Um, there are hashtags going around. People are waking up. Being more aware of the, what they're doing in their everyday life. So, I want to really, you know, just talk about that in my podcast. So, that's what it's about. It's called Hey Change Finding Happiness in New Re- Realities, meaning we can change our realities and still be happy and have a really good time. So, that's what it's about. And yeah, it's been, um, you know, going on for like a year and three months now. So, it's fairly new, but
0: yeah, I'm a listener myself and I love it. So, thank you for all the work that you do with that. And you also get to chat with very inspiring people in the sustainability space for the podcast. What's like the greatest lesson you've learned for yourself from your guests?
1: The greatest thing I learned for myself, it's I have this one question I usually ask towards the end, which is if you were to go back to your 20 year old self and tell him or her something that you've learned, or that you wish that he would know at that time, what would that be? And honestly, almost everyone says that, you know, just enjoy the ride, slow down, don't stress so much. Don't stress thinking you have to have everything done within your 20s. And also, things are going to work itself out. And I think as entrepreneurs, as change makers, as creatives, or, you know, pioneers, we want, like, I think all your listeners can relate, you want to go out there and do so much. And you want to do it right. And you're nervous that it's not going to work out. And you may take really bold, you know, leaps into the unknown. But I think What I'm trying to tell myself that I heard from all my guests is like, it will work out. Just trust the journey and also find a way to really enjoy it as you go, because it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And um, yeah, I think that's a learning we all need to like remind ourselves of over and over. Like I try to remind myself, like, take it easy, like enjoy today. You know, you're doing great. You're doing great.
0: I think I'll just need to play what you just said on repeat for myself sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Yeah, I do that. That too, for sure. Like in my head, a bit.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So over all these years with you, uh, Role Models Management, the podcast, what are you most proud of having accomplished for sustainability with these projects?
1: I would say I'm really proud of everyone on our board and the constant positive feedback I get from our models. It makes me really proud about the platform we created. And it's just so encouraging to see how all these young people and older people, we have some mature models too, how they really just want to use their voice and their influence to, to do good and to inspire others and to share love. Everyone in our agency is just so compassionate towards each other and so encouraging. And that's not just, not just within the, our agency. It's actually the whole modeling world and the influencer world. I mean, you and I connected over Instagram and I think it's so cool today that. Even if you might be, quote unquote, competitors, like we both have a podcast, we both in in the sustainability field, we, you know, we help each other with our strategies work, we encourage each other, we, we want the other one to succeed. And I think that's part of the eco world today. Like if you care for the planet, you care for everyone else too. And so I think I'm, with that said, just proud of the world today and where it's going.
0: So beautifully said. And what's an upcoming project for you that we can look forward to and support?
1: Okay, so when this is airing, um, I think very soon I will be launching my first ever product to the market. And it's something I've thought about. Yeah, and I'm so excited because I've had the idea for years and I've been trying to attract the right partner in this. And so now partner with this company in the Bay Area and we tweaked my design a few times. And so it's going to be a clutch. Um, that you can take with you and it carries all your essentials so it's your phone your keys your money and also your usable straw and spork so that you can always go out and have a lunch downtown or you know you you you're not going to forget about you know the reusables so I'm excited to see what's going to come from this.
0: So exciting and where can we go to follow this project and follow you online and on social media?
1: My website is heychange.net so h-e-y C-H-A-N-G-E dot net. And you can find all the links there. But my Instagram is Anne-Therese And if that's hard to find which it is, you can also just search for the hashtag #HeyChange.
0: Before we go into our final five, I wanted to give you an exciting update. And that is that I sent in the 2019 Green Dreamer planners that I'm making uh, to get printed a few days ago. I don't know if I told you why I decided to make this to begin with. One of the things I'm realizing is that it's one thing to have goals and to have things we want to do, but it's a whole another story to actually do them to get there. It's really hard actually to just keep staying motivated to take action and to keep taking steps towards our goals, but I know you have big things ahead of you You have this determination to turn your dreams into reality, not just for yourself, but also for people you love and in the name of a healthier, thriving planet for us all to call home. And that's why we need you. That's why I kept you in mind as I was making this planner, which I really hope can support you throughout 2019. I already shared that it's going to include our major environmental and wellness awareness days in the calendars to keep us on track. I also shared that it's going to have simple mental, physical, and environmental health actions that you can take and cross off every single week. And the new thing I'll share with you today is that there will be guides to help you effectively and smartly plan your yearly, quarterly, and monthly goals so you can make the most of the year. I'll share more details with you soon, but if this sounds like it'd be helpful to you and you do prefer using physical planners, make sure to sign up for our newsletter at greendreamer.com because when these limited copies launch, I'll be announcing it there first. For now, though, to our final five. Let's power through. What's one uplifting social media account or publication you follow?
1: Oh, this is such a hard question because I try to only follow uplifting and positive (laughs) (laughs) accounts. Everything. Uh, okay. Yeah. Everything. Just go to my Instagram and see what I'm following. No, um, one, you know, there's a magazine called regeneration magazine, and it's all about sustainability and positive movements. And that's a cool magazine. I would say I should go follow. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired?
1: Well, so I try to tell myself that whatever I do actually makes a difference. And even if I can't see right now, it's really easy to feel like everything is supposed to happen now, now, now. And you want (laughs) to see results. And um, I think how I try to stay inspired is to just know that I'm doing what I can right now to make a difference. And hopefully you can see that bloom in the future.
0: What's one thing you do for your health, either
1: daily or weekly? Um, I'm all about health, by the way. Um, I commute either by foot or on my bike. So in San Francisco, it tells a lot, uh, I get my workout in every single day, just get, getting around the city. But I'm also super intentional with my food and eat plant-based and try to like really listen to my body and what it needs. But then also recently I've been trying to meditate for 10 to 15 minutes, either in the morning or at night before bed. So just trying to have a balanced life. Actually, if I can add to that, I used to be super, super healthy to towards where it actually wasn't maybe a little bit too healthy. So I'm trying to balance more and also just have a good time every now and then Mm and be okay with that.
0: What's one thing you're working on to live more sustainably right now?
1: Right now I'm trying to cut down on plastics when it comes to food. So I want to buy more in bulk and to only get veggies at like local or in season and that doesn't come with a plastic package.
0: What makes you most hopeful for our planet right now?
1: Honestly people in general. Everyone coming together and showing interest in living more sustainable life, all the hashtags going around and like books like drawdown that's literally proving that we can reverse global warming. But in the end, just like people awakening and showing that they want to make change. So yeah, people.
0: Mm -hmm. And what final
1: words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? Just keep going. Trust your gut. Surround yourself with the people who believe in you and that bring you energy and joy. And just keep going. I mean, things might take a lot longer than you think. But It doesn't matter because as soon as you take that first step, you actually are kind of already there. As soon as you take that step towards your journey and you're following your mission in some way, you actually already made it because you're now aligned. So, yeah, just keep going and have faith and enjoy the ride.
0: Just take that first step and you'll already be aligned. Green Dreamer, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find the two tweetable key takeaways from this interview, as well as links and resources at greendreamer.com slash 76 for episode 76. You can reach me with feedback on how I can improve the show for you through the website's contact page. And you're more than welcome to also direct message me on Instagram at kamea Shane. that's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E. And finally, just remember...